Hello, everyone. Uh, Brent here. As you may have noticed, this is a special episode. This is our Sp- Star Wars Spectacular. Um, a couple of things we didn't realize when we were actually recording it. Um, we give away a lot of spoilers to uh, the last season of Star Wars Rebels. So if you haven't finished Rebels, uh, don't listen to this episode. Um, we also give uh, out spoilers to Rogue One, but if you haven't watched Rogue One yet... Um, you probably shouldn't be listening to our podcast, period. Might want to go over to the woodworking one. Um, beyond that, uh, yeah, so, uh, the, hold on to your butts. This is our Star Wars episode in three, two, cue Kirby Crackle! Set your phasers to sexy! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special episode of True North Nerds. Yay! Yay! Um, and we, there was much rejoicing. Yay! We said we were going to try and do um, some different things and try and do some episodes that are uh, a little bit more up to date, and we're going to try and make good on that all the way through. Uh, so, uh, I believe it was Kevin's idea was to do a Star Wars-centered episode because, uh, we're recording this on the Monday after Star Wars Celebration. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So. <laughs> the second Monday of It the week. doesn't matter. They won't get it till next Monday anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, it's after Celebration and a crap ton of Star Wars news has come out. So we're going to go through uh, our various sort of expertise in it. But before we do that, we'll uh, go around. It's the usual gang of knuckleheads here. We have Kevin. Hello. We have Ryan. Hello. And we have Jen. I think I take offense to knucklehead. <laughs> That's an improvement. I've been called much worse <laughs> earlier today, so. So before we get into the news part, um, I think it, it, like we all love Star Wars. Part of the reason it, it, it got suggested in every way. Like, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, you, I want to go through everybody, and what is your first memory of Star Wars? Oh, if you, if, oh man. My mine dates me too, don't oh, worry, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> so a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the year was nineteen seventy-seven. And I was six years old. And this movie came out and I never went to the movies. I was I lived out of town in the country and we didn't go to the movies. So I never saw the movie when it uh, came out. But do you guys all remember the Scholastic Book Club? Oh god, I love oh, yeah. Scholastic that, Book that Club. That was the best day of the year at school. Yes. So I got the Star Wars storybook and the Star Wars Answers Questions About Science book. The storybook? Is it the big tall the big, one? tall one. I still full, have mine. I still have mine too. And Nerds! There's a full page picture of, of Luke and Biggs in that, and there's a whole yep. story line about him going, Biggs going off, and I'm like, that's not in the movie at all. So it was also in the in, novelization yeah. too, and I always wondered when I was a kid what the hell that was. Isn't that in the Blu-ray as one of the cutscenes now? Yes, they do have it. Uh, the deleted. So scenes yeah. So there. my earliest memory would be in from about 1978 and the Star Wars 
storybook from Scholastic Book Club. Ryan? I'm trying to think of my first real Star Wars memory. Um, I don't know if it's... I never saw any... I don't think I saw any of the original trilogy in theaters. We're just a little too young for that, with the exception of Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. uh, Well, especially for the first one. (laughs) Like, Jedi, we would have been close. But even then, we still would have been a couple years. Wasn't Jedi in 1983? 1983. Yeah, I was three. Exactly. So, <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. I think, That's okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if, you know, other than being like early after a Saturday afternoon and all of a sudden, you know, one of them is on one of the channels that's showing a yeah. movie for, you know, say, oh, it's a Saturday afternoon and there's a movie on TV. Or, you know, maybe, uh, I'm sure you remember it, the Muppet Babies recreating <laughs> oh, Star Wars, yes. those episodes, those were always the best. Yeah. Now, I don't remember when Muppet Babies came out to say if that's my earliest Star say, Wars memory. I want to say 85, 86. Yeah, I could there's, there's that. We'll look it up. Um, to the interwebs. The, the Muppet Show. Yeah. Oh, when the did. Star Wars yes, cast. With, when Mark Hamill would be on. When and he gargled Gershwin. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and Gonzo with, was Darth... I remember C-3PO and R2-D2 showing up on Sesame Street. I, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. Yeah, it wouldn't have been the I first watched time that, around. I watched that. So, I, again, I would have been like six or seven. So, slightly older than... Um, than the rest of us? Than Sesame Street age at the time. <laughs> Just dig it in there a little harder, uh, Ryan. <laughs> so, But, uh, yeah, I do remember watching that Star Wars episode of, of Sesame Street. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so then... You know that, you know, and the toys. Yeah, cause not I, knowing what who anybody was or what they were, but they were still cool toys. I I got my Hamney dance from my cousin because he had aged out of them. Oh, nice. You know, I didn't and have that. Unfortunately, I sold. I think my parents sold them at a garage sale when I became less interested in their minds, mm-hmm. and some of them got lost in a move. Yeah, like I had. I'm almost positive that I got his Hamney down Falcon. And that didn't come with us. Oh. Yeah. I can't completely confirm that because my parents don't remember it at all, whether I had it or not. But I have memories of playing with one in the sandbox at our house. Jen? I can't remember the first time I saw the movies, the original trilogy. Uh, My earliest memory of Star Wars is probably playing with the toys with my cousins. Um in their basement. Um, but I, I don't think I knew what the toys were from because this is how I have any kind of a knowledge of like Transformers or G.I. Joe or early Star Wars is from playing with my cousins. But I remember that um, when they, I think when they re-released the original trilogy in theaters, I was in high school. Yep. And um, that's when I... It was 1997. Yeah, when that's they, when I got the renewed interest in it. I mean, I'd always liked Star Wars, and I'd seen the movies at that point, but that's when my interest, um, I guess, renewed, like boy, I said. Same, same yeah, year. It spiked my interest again. So like, that's when I got the poster that's downstairs in our basement of um, Return of the Return Jedi. Jedi. Um, my best friend bought the same poster, so we would have you know twin posters. I don't know if she still has it. Karina, do you still have it? Leave no, a comment. she said she didn't the last Aww, time you asked her. Karina. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's when, you know, I started getting much more into it. So, yeah, I'm not, I, I really wish I remembered when I saw the original three, but I, I don't, I'm sure I probably saw it with my cousins when we were playing with the toys. Mm-hmm. 
Mine is one of those things. Uh, um, I have said this often in other places and other shows and stuff like that. Uh, I can point to Star Wars basically changing my life, even though like I, I saw it when I was very young. Um, though my dad doesn't remember this at all, and neither does my mom, but I crystal clear remember certain facts of it. My mom and my sister went to go visit my aunt, and it was just me and my dad. And that was, I guess, my dad got the chance to watch what he wanted to watch. <laughs> um, so he rented, in my mind, it was a Laserdisc player. Um, this would have been in 84 or 85. It could have been, looking back at it now as an adult, those, Kevin's probably the only one who may remember those. They were a video player that had these big disc things. But they were kind of encased in like plastic. Laser disc. Was that an actual laser disc uh, too? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were or not. There were two kinds, of, and you had to flip the movie over halfway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that weekend, my dad rented Star Wars, uh, the first one or two Superman movies, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And <laughs> don't crucify my dad for this, listeners, but he made me watch all of them. And that was the point where, like, I, like if you look at my favorite movies of all time, it's those movies. Well, yeah. Right? And along with Empire. But, like, yeah. it's just, I, I was just sucked in right then and there. And then I got, like, the toys off of my cousin, and then I got some of my own. Mm -hmm. I uh, would, like, the... Um, when the cartoons came out, when droids and Ewoks hit, yep. I was all over that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially since Global aired. Oh, oh Ewoks, yeah. <laughs> that show ran forever. I also had the Star Wars Escape from the Death Star board game. Oh, yeah. That's, Where, that's one of those things I remember playing as a kid each, thinking it was each boring. Each player had two sets of characters. You had two tokens. One had Luke and Leia on it. The other had Han and Chewbacca. Yep. And you had to get them out of the trash compactor and onto a spaceship. With the, the, the plans or something, didn't you? Or Yeah. With the... Yeah. Oh, and I looked it up, Ryan. Uh, Muppet Babies aired November 17th, 1984. Okay, that's pretty good. Oh, uh, wow. So that's earlier than I thought it did. So um, with that Star Wars celebration, we got a lot of cool announcements. We got the, the new trailer for The Last Jedi, Episode yes. 8. The new poster. Uh, the new poster, which looks mm -hmm. pretty good. Um, the the trailer I, I, I liked because uh, trailers tend to give away everything now. And I know it's a sales tactic. But if you've seen the new Spider-Man trailer, for instance, you yes. pretty much have the entire movie like in a good four-minute chunk. <laughs> Spider-Man gets costume. Iron Man takes costume away. Spider-Man redeems himself and ends up with costume again by the end <laughs> of the movie. The end. But I still really want to see well, it. Well, no, and we're all going to see it like the day before it comes out or the day of. And But really, we don't, like, we have very little clue what this movie's about. But other this is than... also just the teaser trailer. Yeah, but... It was it was pretty good. No, I, oh no, I liked for it. sure. Kevin, the two, I I liked it. I was avoiding it for the longest. I'm like, do I want to watch it? Maybe I'll wait until I see it in a theater. Don't I'm not gonna. And then I broke down and watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're um, we're all gonna see it when it's it's gonna be attached to Guardians. Oh, oh I would imagine so. attached to Guardians. <laughs> it didn't it didn't tell us much. Really. No. no, and it showed us. That everybody who's still around. So, yeah. oh look, there's Poe and oh, and Brent. BB8. Oh, yeah. Brent so. was Brent was streaming the whole thing uh, on the TV while we were tidying the house. Why well, was up here and he was downstairs, 
and I just heard the trailer's coming on, and I ran downstairs and we watched it twice. <laughs> it's amazing to me how quickly these new characters from Episode Seven have become beloved, unlike the ones from the prequels. I still really like Amidala. Well, she's cool. I think it in this case, it seems like the actors involved like Star Wars, mm-hmm. and while. I imagine Hayden Christensen did not dislike Star Wars. I never got the feeling that he was like a real big fan. Well, hey, he was at Celebration. He yeah, was. Yeah, well. And he seemed to be happy to be there. Yeah, yeah. But like it never seemed to it's be not outwardly showed. It, it might have also been a case of else. like, you know, he didn't want to get completely pigeonholed as Star Wars guy. Yeah. Like I also don't blame Hayden Christensen for anything that happened in that movie. He's no, a, he's a good actor. He is a and good he actor. He was given terrible, terrible dialogue. Yeah, and I mean the same with Natalie Portman. I've seen both of them in other movies, uh-huh. and I, I remember I watched um, what was that movie where he had to build a house? Hayden Christensen. Oh, my life oh. as a house. My was life that as a house. And with um, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Yeah. yeah. So that was the movie that I saw that Hayden Christensen was in after the the prequel trilogy, and I was like, "Is it the same guy?" Yeah. Because he was it, actually like had emotions. Wasn't and, there a movie where he played an investigative journalist too? With, yeah, it's um, called Shattered Glass. It's he's the the guy from the New York Times who yeah. made up a whole bunch of stuff and oh, got yeah, caught. Oh yeah, that's right. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, he's really good at it. And where that. has he been lately? Like, I, I think, unfortunately for him, it was a case of partially Star Wars, mm-hmm. to be honest. And and it did Star Wars did nothing to show off his acting abilities. Yeah. And he just chose the wrong projects that, like, it's one of those things that acting is, like, you know, a lot of it's skill. But in movie acting, some of it is just dumb, dumb luck. luck. And if you like, you don't know how a movie's going to turn out. Nope. Like it, for in the editing process, that movie can completely change from what you thought it was, right. good or bad. And he had a couple stinkers, like a couple flops that just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie where he jumps through time, I think. Oh, jump, no, jumper, the, the teleports. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's a teleporter, which was supposed to be like a trilogy yeah. of movies, but it did bad enough that we never saw it. It wasn't bad. Like, okay, it was but bad, like, but it did, wasn't awful. He yeah. did a couple dramas in there, too, that just didn't move the needle at all. And and there was a... there. I remember there's a movie that was kind of like a crime movie that he was like not in like a secondary character mm-hmm. in. It, he was brothers with somebody else. Uh, I want to say Channing Tatum or somebody. You know? Oh. And, uh, and like, that wasn't particularly well-received, too, so... It just goes to show you what a good script and a good director can right. do. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that the prequels were not either of those. And also, some <laughs> actors come across as nice people and fun-loving. Like, Channing Tatum just seems like a big goofball that yeah. that's, would be a cool guy to work with. Mm. In interviews, Hayden Christensen always comes off as looking sulky. Yeah. Yeah. And you know maybe maybe that translates into. I mean, I hired. I could have a whole podcast just or, on me ranting about how they did not do Padme Amidala's character properly. I think, I think part of the problem with her that is had, she agree. and Hayden Christensen had zero zero chemistry. Yeah. But just the character herself, not necessarily how she was portrayed. Like they could have done so much, mm-hmm. and basically she was this powerful, wonderful woman. Until she gets knocked up and then she doesn't exist. Yeah, and once again, yeah. it was terrible. That's and then she the dies Clone of Wars, a freaking broken heart. Oh, the cartoon kind of fixes that issue. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a couple episodes with her in Clone Wars, yeah. but that she really, really shit. annoyed me in no. the movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah. Where were we going with this? I don't know. So that was just an <laughs> overview of our uh, Star Wars uh, backgrounds. So, dear listeners, when you get us, the four of us, going on about Star Wars... There, this, t- there this, tends to be tangents. There tends to be very lengthy tangents yeah. into yes. the extended yes, Star Wars universe. So, uh, who wants to go first here? What should should we start with? Theme parks, comics, cartoons, or I'll go first. Uh, so, as the resident theme park nerd, uh, let's talk about what they're, what they're going to do with Star Wars Land at Ooh. both Disneyland and um, Hollywood Studios in Florida. And it sounds so cool. It does. Disney, so if you're listening cool. to this podcast, please let us come for we, free to we, review. I will cart all this gear in order to do a podcast from the Cantino. We will or give you, you a said. very, oh, sure. very positive so review. So I think I think the most interesting thing <laughs> is, and I think I knew this before, but it was really it was confirmed at the panel is that the Star Wars land is not a planet that we have ever seen before in any of the Star Wars movies. Oh, okay. It is not Tatooine. It is not Naboo. It is a new planet on the Outer Rim where people from all of these planets gather. So it is a new um, hive of scum and villainy. So it'll <laughs> have kind of familiar elements, but it won't be like... Yeah. It as long as there's scum strictly, and villainy. Yeah, it's the, a remote oh, frontier be. outpost on the Outer Rim and the edge of the Unknown Regions. So um, it's... It's going to be full of smugglers and bounty hunters and rogue adventurers looking for crews. Now, the other really interesting thing, like everybody's been, we've, we mentioned the ride on the episode where, we, where you guys were at Universal and we talked a little bit about what Disney's doing over at their parks with Star Wars. And the rides sound cool, but that doesn't sound like what's going to be the coolest thing here. It's almost like a giant LARP. Yeah, that's I, like I, I that's like Harry that. Potter world. That's exactly what Harry Potter world is like. But oh, no, this, not is even. This, this is this, more. Oh, this is yes. more in depth. Depending on things that you choose during your day, you will be approached by either bounty hunters or or first order stormtroopers to sign up or, oh. or resistance. Ooh. So they Disney has this technology called magic bands that you wear. It's yeah. it's a risk. So based based on what you do in Star Wars land, they're going to be able to track you to figure out where your alliances lie. Oh, uh, so, okay. So what you end up seeing on the various rides could change depending on whether you're dark side or light side. So like That's if awesome. I like go through and do like you know, I go through that area where you can build your own lightsaber, mm-hmm. and I also buy a set of robes, and I do the the Jedi run ride or whatever it is that they will tailor the experience to. Like, well, he's obviously a rebellion or a Jedi or something. Yeah, like that. but if if you buy like a red kyber crystal, so that you have like a evil lightsaber, will they tailor you to the, like the Sith and the First Order? Uh, that sounds that's, really the, that's the, really cool. The one thing I read about it. In those, it was like I guess there's going to be a a Millennium Falcon mission where you're everybody's got a different role, so mm-hmm. like, you know, gunner, pilot, and depending on how you do on that, they'll make comments later on and say, oh, you know, then the, you know that was you did a pretty shitty job as a pilot, and then, or is oh, it the castle run? Are <laughs> that they would be hilarious? You do the castle run know. and then, then like throw high fighters. They'll at make you? comments on whether you know if you were the gunner and you yeah. were great or bad that it will reflect in your interactions with people. Yes. And, 
So how will um, they let the 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 park people? So here's know? here's what um, iPads. Here is what the yeah. design one of the lead designers of Star Wars Land had to say about this Millennium Falcon ride. He says, okay. "Chances are you're going to make it to your destination on the other end. The ship just may be a little more damaged than when you begin. If you bring in the ship pretty heavily damaged, chances are you know somebody's not going to be very happy about that. And so people will people will uh, will comment about this. Yeah. This sounds amazing. The other ride um and so uh, again if if we were also talking time period time frame this land is set very firmly in current episode 7 to 9 time frame mm. so we're 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 looking at first order versus the resistance that makes sense yeah because that's where we're going forward from here right yeah, yeah. it would so, still be nice so you know if they have so some the regular other, stormtroopers uh, around the other e-ticket ride is an interactive battle encounter between the resistance and the first order in which riders can choose which side they wish to support <laughs> the massive indoor and I am reading this from attractionsmagazine.com a great um, Orlando uh, website so I want to give them credit here the massive indoor dark ride is described as one of the most ambitious projects in Disney history and will feature at least two full-sized at-at walkers as seen in the Battle of Hoth from the Empire Strikes Back oh so how much wow. does it cost to go to this <laughs> yeah let's start saving now yeah because that's, that's a, like that stuff that I dreamt of as a kid. Oh, that sounds like so amazing. So, um, so those are the two attractions: the Millennium Falcon Run and the First Order Battle. Uh, let's talk food. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, let's. We don't know much about food. We don't know blue anything. milk. Yeah, we know blue milk is going to be on the menu. There was concept art showing a. Uh, a restaurant where a pod race engine has been repurposed to grill meat. So, <laughs> yeah. roasted Ewok. So that's all we know oh, about. No, uh, Ewoks are good. That's they eat all people. we know about food right now. Ewoks don't eat people. Where did um, all that stormtrooper armor come that they're you know, playing the bongo drums on? They're scavengers. They were, they were going to eat Han Solo and Luke. Oh and yeah, all that's them. true. They were going to eat them. Yeah, they're still cute. The uh, they. Uh, the other thing that you get in theme parks is entertainment, right? Mm. Shows and things. So they haven't announced any formal come into the audience, sit down, we're going to do a show for you. But they have talked about immersive interactive performances that will happen all around you, including a video was released of a martial arts stunt rehearsal, which featured a young woman fighting off stormtroopers with a broom, <laughs> and promised that the rooftops and ladders of the land would become the stage for the performers. So things are going to be happening all around you. Oh, I am okay. one with the Force. Yeah. The Force is um, with me. <laughs> If some of these performers portray Jedi, they may have a new technology powering their signature weapons. Disney has developed a new lightsaber that a panel moderator who was given a private peek described as real. Uh, there is a patent which Disney filed last year which describes a method for using a reflective lightsaber to bounce laser bolts at a flying drone or animatronic enemy. Oh, so kind of like a really high-tech version of like Captain Power. I think so, yeah. That dates me more than anything else right there. I had the spaceship that yeah. you can choose to shoot back at the TV. I got it for my birthday. If you don't know who Captain Power is, Google it. Yeah. He was, he was pretty cool. And his show gave you a little bit of an epileptic seizure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was ahead of its time. It was. Uh, okay. Let's talk the big thing here, which is interaction. So I didn't realize this, but a couple of years ago, Disney tested a... 
a sort of LARPing thing at Disneyland mm-hmm. in Frontierland where you became, there, there were two sides in Frontierland and you either signed up with the rebels of Frontierland or you worked with the people on the other side of the river and people ended up in jail and there were challenges and the cast members would assign you tasks that you had to do. That was a test for Star Wars Land. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So uh, this land is going to be filled with people from the First Order, people from the Resistance, yep. smugglers with bounty hunters, and people will come up to you and offer you missions. You could just be browsing at a gift shop and somebody could come up to you and say, hey, if you take this to to the merchant of, from the Tatooine traders, then then you know we'll we'll save the planet or something. So these kinds of little clandestine missions will be given to you. I want to do that so badly. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking there's going to be a hundred million people here. How is this going to work? But um so Star Wars Land is going to be, like we've been saying, a giant LARP. Westworld. Um the characters that are going to be in, you're going to be interacting with are going to be aliens that I've seen concept art of costumes for hammerhead type guys and various yeah. bounty hunters. Um, droids are going to be there. Um, there's rumors of some kind of, uh, like the Harry Potter one, some kind of force thing that you can do. Uh, They've got a, um, with the, the company that makes the, uh, the remote control BB eight has a wristband thing that can do that sort of stuff right Mm, now. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if oh, Disney's yeah. would use something similar. So we didn't get a lot of details about the attractions, but D23 is this summer. That's the big Disney fan convention, and I'm sure we'll get more details about Star Wars Land attractions come August at D23. That that sounds amazing. Uh, it but sounds no, so amazing. My, my when only... does it open? 2019. So we're still a couple years away. Yeah. So we might not even get much at this D20. D23. I can see them but holding it off to talking yeah. about one and then yeah, the next exactly. year talking about the I have a feeling we'll learn more about the Millennium Falcon ride and they'll yeah. save the details of this first that, order ride for later. Because the Millennium Falcon ride, there there's already a fair amount of details. Like that sounds like that's further mm-hmm. along than the other one kind mm-hmm. of is. Mm-hmm. But um question for you, what's Disney Parks policy on costumes? Like it, like because like this is the type of thing, like <clears throat> yeah. much like Harry Potter, where I could see a lot of people will want to come in costume, especially if there's that much interaction. As it stands stuff. right now, um, people over the age of fourteen are not allowed to wear costumes. There, there is obvious safety concerns, especially yeah. in something as big as a, for lack of a better term, yeah. a Target as Disney World. Even um, uh, they have Halloween parties at Disney and people used to come in costume and even that they've toned back the rules for costumes. I have a feeling the rules may get be lax or a little bit laxer. Yeah. Like maybe Uh, no helmets or masks, but yeah, that's already a policy costume policy for their parties. No, 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 nothing that obscures your entire face and you cannot portray a Disney character. Well, if you do portray a Disney character, you can't be on model. Yeah. Um, so, I wonder, so I'm not going as Prince Charming. No, I thought you were going to say Princess Leia, and that was going to crack me up. <laughs> I wonder. Kevin is currently sporting a full beard at the oh, moment. Oh, I <laughs> cannot wait. This beard's coming off on Sunday. <laughs> I wonder with you know Jedi robes and some people's robes, how mm. you know almost you know camera ready they are. If that would fall under the whole category of a you know a character because yeah. they're not a disney character they yeah, could be it's just a, it's a couple of random lines you're walking it'll, it'll there. be interesting yeah, yeah. and they in the do. whole will you they, you'll be allowed to bring in your own lightsaber 
That's a, a very good question. I could see that being a no. no. At the moment, um, since some of the security stuff that's happened in the last few years, they do not sell any kind of replica guns at Disney. Yeah. You used to be able to buy toy rifles in Frontierland and that kind of thing. So they don't even sell toy blasters at the Star Wars shops they have now. Which, uh, you know what, as, as sad as it is, I can completely yeah. understand that. Uh, that's yeah. not... And I I think if they're going to be selling adult-sized Jedi robes, then people are going to be wearing adult-sized Jedi robes while they're in the park. Yeah, it might be one change. of those things you can... Buy them there and wear them there, but you can't come in with your own. Maybe uh, I don't know. That's uh, a lot of blowback. They used that, to have Star Wars weekends in the parks, and people would come in costume. Yeah. So if it's going to be the Star Wars park, I mean, you guys were at Wizarding World. You saw how many guests there were walking around. Wearing, oh yeah, wearing and there was some days where I'm like, that person is going to melt. I've heard stories of people. Of like high school students because Universal is sort of in a residential area of, of Orlando, kind of. Okay. It's, it's closer. People, yeah. I, I, I heard a podcast where they were interviewing this girl who would just go to the Three Broomsticks after school and do her homework while dressed in Harry Potter. Oh, rooms. and she's got like she a had year an annual pass. pass so yeah. so she would go to, to and do her homework at the Three Broomsticks dressed as a Harry Potter character. So, oh, so cool. I would nice. think the same kind of thing may happen yeah. in Star Wars land. So in Universal Studios, you had the people dressed up as, as Harry Potter, well, in Harry Potter robes, but the, um, the staff who worked there were wearing much more intricate costumes. Mm-hmm. And they always had a badge or something to identify yeah. them, so it was a lot easier for you to know which ones were people dressed Who's up. And which I ones assume they'll yeah. be the same with this. Kind I would of thing, think so right? too. You're, I don't think they will. They won't allow. They won't allow people to come in full Chewbacca paraphernalia into the park. Yeah. They or well, that would be the obscuring face yeah. too, right? Yeah. So it's, so there, there's got to be certain. Unfortunately, we live in a world where there's got to be certain yeah. lines drawn. And to be honest, I'm kind of surprised that a lot of comic book conventions haven't cracked down more on yeah. the, the weapon aspect. Yeah. Because there's, like, there's some people who do such good craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. You look at it and, like, well, you could easily hide a real gun in that well, thing. And, and that's no why you always, you know, know. at least once or twice when you have these big cons, you hear of, oh, the police were called to the subway today and because <laughs> to, yeah. Master Chief got arrested. There was a, a Fallout guy just the other day guy yeah. in. I want to say Winnipeg, so, somewhere, mm, somewhere in, in, the, in, the in the prairies, <laughs> who was dressed as a character from Fallout and had a, a fake bomb with him, like but uh, like bomb as in like you know like these the big round, round black round. thing with the oh really yeah, yeah. Like, a bomb. Like, like the one yeah. you would see on Bugs Bunny yeah, yeah like that type of bomb <laughs> and police rounded him up because he, the calls got on him yeah. So, well, yeah, it's... Disney knows how to do security too now, and so it I'm would, not... I could see it not being like a huge deal if they they limit it, but I think they've got to do something. Mm. It's well, just they, the, yeah, especially if it's that immersive. Yeah. So a couple other small notes that I want to touch on uh, things that got announced either at Celebration or today. There was another thing rumor that was leaked uh, at Celebration. They also announced that starting this summer, the Star Tours ride, which is the Star Wars simulator ride, yep. they can change out the planets that are in it. Yeah, and uh, a planet from Episode Eight is being cycled in. I think it's called Chait. Yeah, that's the in the trailer. It's the is that the kind planet? of. It's the like uh it's not the Salt Lake Flats. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. That was like a former rebel base. Or yeah, something. yeah, so or something. Chait. The one that you see them streaming across in the with the paint or yeah. the, 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 red, the red smoke or whatever. And yeah. if it's like what they did when um, the Force Awakens came out, um, instead of randomizing it, you always went to Jeddah because Jeddah was the new planet. I have a feeling that 
cheat if you if you're if you're going to ride Star Tours this fall. Went once. Um, they'll probably change it up just before the Last Jedi comes out. Um, you'll always go to cheat to see the new scene. Yeah. Uh, so and that's, then after a month or two, the, it'll be on. Well, Rand. it was almost a year that it was always oh, Jeddah. Really? Yeah, oh. uh, and now Jeddah is just one of the random planets. There, you, there's Hoth. There's Endor. There's Jeddah. Oh wait, no, Jakku isn't it? Oh, Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. What, I, what's Jeddah? Jeddah's the one from Rogue One. Ah, right. Which they haven't put there's in yet. Too many. Well, planets. see, I thought maybe that you had said Did the I wrong s- movie, but said the right planet. No, so I wasn't, it was Jakku. Uh, it was Jakku. I remember that they made a big deal of the Jakku one. Oh, yeah, yeah, they didn't change up anything for Rogue One oh. um, uh, in the ride. But so yeah, so Chait is coming to um, Star Tours, which will be cool. The other thing that just sort of came out of nowhere, and this. Well, when I say nowhere, what it came out of was guest surveys that Disney gave to people as they're leaving the parks or sometimes after you get home from a Disney vacation. Yeah, they'll email you. And there was a survey that was specifically done about would you pay for a multi-day Star Wars experience where you are staying at a Starship-themed uh, Disney. Oh, resort. so that's where the 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 stuff today all. So comes this all from. came out today, and. Uh, it sounds like it's like a, an upcharge experience. It's going to cost several hundred dollars. And uh, it sounds like it takes this idea of running missions in Star Wars land to a whole new level where it's not just do this and spend an hour or so doing it. It's a two-day long experience. So from what it sounds like, it's almost like a cruise where you book a two-day yeah. block of time. You check into this resort and you're given your identity, and your Star Wars adventure takes off from there. Yeah, but that that's kind of speculation right now. It's all right? speculation. Like it's nothing that's been confirmed. The, yeah, everything just sort of came out of these guest surveys that um, that were um, given earlier this year. So, um, but you know, Disney's building a lot of infrastructure right now too. Yeah, so. so. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at the very least that they have a themed hotel. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, like it, well, it, yeah. that just makes sense. It would, yeah, it does. Uh, but it also, it also seems a very limiting theme for a resort. Yeah, so they could I, just do like a sci-fi theme, I suppose. Well, yeah, but that's a, that's really or the a only futuristic. Well, I guess they already have like a futuristic. It's Tomorrowland is that still around? Tomorrowland is still around. I yeah. haven't been to Disney since I was. Nine. And there's Future World at Epcot too. Mm. Um, and then there's so, Avatar. Oh, okay. And there's Avatar at Animal Kingdom, well, which is set in a, no, yeah. So yeah, well, start saving your pennies now, boys and girls, and uh, Disney. Uh, we 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 don't have to be there the first day, right, guys? Oh. Like we'll go two weeks later. For sure. You want to yeah, bring yeah. want to bring us? We'll do a podcast. We'll even and... come in early if you want us to break in the new rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we could test oh. crap out. Oh, here you. we go. The Star Wars Luxury Resort Experience. It's attached to the theme park. Actually, is what uh, oh, okay. is what they're saying, and it's in two night immersive resort experience including the opportunity to experience a two-day story set in the star wars universe be surrounded in a continuous story-driven entertainment experience as it unfolds over the course of a two-night stay westworld have personal interactions with star wars characters westworld it's yeah. it is. Westworld. live performers though throughout the starship experience the story or simply observe the action according to personal preference engage in the story with programs such as 
flight training, ship exploration, lightsaber training, and personalized secret missions, both on the starship and throughout the Star Wars-themed planet. That's a good way of getting you to come more than once, too. While staying aboard an all-inclusive luxury starship at Walt Disney World, guests will stay in luxury accommodations, offering all meals during your stay, buffet breakfast, lunches, and signature evening dining, featured entertainment and dinner shows, exclusive park admission to the Star Wars-themed land at the Walt Disney World Resort, and Star Wars Starship amenities, including mm-hmm. pool area and water garden, fitness area, onboard cantina, and robotic droid butlers. And it only costs robotic your... droid butlers. <laughs> As of right now, that's all. The experience no, would child. be priced at roughly nine hundred to a thousand dollars per guest. Oh, that's, that's not bad. It. Really, for two days. That's and it. That, does that include your admission to the park, though? To Star Wars Land. To, well, oh. that'd be fine. I'll give you my credit card now. Sign yeah, me up. That, yeah, that's, that's, I, that's I'd not, do that. That's not that pricey. Like. Universal so. cost us how much? Oh, I don't With remember. hotel? A like, bunch. It would have been over that, though, right? Uh, Not over $1,000 a day each. But oh, not not a day, but... $1,000 for two days? Yeah, I think it was over 500 bucks. So it, that's not that's not uh, considering what Disney's stuff is usually priced at. That, yeah. That's actually fairly yeah. reasonable. But then if All you right. want to see the rest of the park, then it's... Well, it's true that. Star. I just yeah. want to go to Star Wars Land. So Ryan um, just moves into the cantina. I don't want to go home. It is. Just, you can't it make is, me. The articles I've read have said uh, this has just come out on a survey, but there was concept art with the survey. So that means <laughs> they're, they're, thinking, they're thinking, thinking about it. They're thinking, and they're thinking put, hard about well, it. Well, they've thought about it enough to put money into it, yeah. like into pitching it. So that right. is Star Wars theme parks. Alrighty. So uh, with the, with that, uh, the the other thing that always comes with Star Wars in celebration is toys. And uh, uh, toys. Ryan did the, uh, the did the homework on the the toy aspect, and weirdly, some of the toy aspect will uh, can also bleed in a little bit with the, the theme park stuff. I'm not sure if you. Caught that, but I did. So I don't know which but, ones you're talking about. But okay, I might know. No either worries. way, but that's why we're all here. Yep. Um. Yeah. So over the next couple of years, my wallet is going to be pretty empty, and I'm, <laughs> as, as I'm sure Brent will too. Um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of some of the newer things aren't coming out until like 2018, though. I, I realize. Yeah. But uh, so we'll start off with uh, there's a new cartoon. Those shorts, the Forces of Destiny. Did you Those see them? Yep. Yeah. The female characters, little the little stories being told. I think the whole thing's gonna be uh, Maz good. is gonna be telling stories. Yeah. Yep. Oh, is it, is Maz the lead? Maz right. is the narrator. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're coming out with these little. Oh, what they call them? They called them. I have my notes. Oh, they, they're not dolls. They're... No, they're adventure figures. Adventure figures. Because they're to bridge the gap between action figures and dolls. I want so them so badly. Me, yeah, they remind me of the Monster High dolls. That, yeah, and they also remind me of the DC Superhero Girls yeah, line. That's yeah. the other one that I... Yeah. And then, so it looks like uh, each character comes with a little accessory or character. Uh, Ray comes with BB-8. Sabine, I think, comes with... Helmet. Um, uh, chopper, doesn't she? Yeah, she Does she come chopper. with chopper? I know yeah. she comes with a helmet. I don't know if well, she comes yeah. with chopper. Uh, there was Luke that came, there was a Luke, so there was a boy. In the he line. has exceptional cheekbones. And he comes with Yoda. <laughs> and Leia? Leia comes come? with R2. R2. Yeah. And Padme? there's two different They don't Leias. have a Padme yet. They don't yeah, have a Padme? Two, she is in the cartoon, She's in the though. cartoon. That's yeah, she's in the cartoon, but they don't have a they toy. They do have Jin. They have Jin. They had Jin, yep. The Jin and they had Ray. Yeah. Jin, uh, Ray, Sabine, and Leia are the first. Because Padme is one of the two characters who isn't voiced by the actress who portrayed her. Yeah. And, 
Uh, yeah, Ahsoka the, is she one? Ahsoka. Yes, is they one did too. show that one too. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, and they look really good. Like, I'm hoping that the next waves of a wave of dolls has uh, Padme and Ahsoka. And Padme not might not be shown because they might have. That's one I could see having multiple. Outfits. What about Captain Phasma? Could she be a character that gets into this? I don't I'm see why not. not. Sure because they it, might be the, sticking with the good guys. with the heroes. Yeah, yeah. It's, because there didn't seem to be any villain characters shown. Period. Like no. Well, is no there, but this is just no. the first yeah. run. I could see. Yeah, like, all it, those it could others, definitely expand. It could to be her. It. I'm trying to think of other female villains. Seventh sister, Ventress. Hair. Yeah. They yeah. should do a Hera one too. I want a Hera doll. Yeah, she's not a bad guy, but I'm just thinking about dolls yeah. I want. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of other major. <laughs> Ventress uh, would make Mon a Mothma. really cool looking. Ooh, one. Mon Mothma would be awesome. Yeah, and I she want seems a doll to be having too. more of an expanded role in this sort of stuff too. Well, as, yeah, the character's back now, as we will so. get into a little bit more with Jen later. Um, okay, so I guess so now I have to make sure I talk about that, which uh, looks um, nice. Oh yeah, and then well, there's the new, you know the six inch black series, which is lately my go to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's my go to toy. toy right now. Yeah, uh, there's a lot pretty of good, good ones. Uh, so at, at celebration, they showed a new Ray figure with her speeder Mm-mm. in the the desert sort of gear. Yeah. And then a Luke so with land speeder. Ray from Jakku. Yeah. Ray from Jakku. Like, Not Ray from Jetta. No. Because that would be silly. From The Force Awakens. From The Force Awakens. <laughs> Not The Last Jedi. Um, so Luke in his X-34 land speeder from A New Hope. Okay. And there's going to be two versions of, of that one. There's going to be the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, which has better paint and moving parts under the hood. Hood, which I'm kind of curious about. Yeah. And he comes with, from the looks of it, a poncho. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a, a for, poncho. For the, those who uh, collect toys, it's a different head sculpt than we've had on Luke. On the, on the, on the same, yeah, on the new Hope Luke. Uh, then there's going to be a Toys R Us exclusive clone Commander Gree, which I was, when you look at it, I wasn't, I'm, I'm wishy-washy on this figure. It almost looks like somebody took a Clone Wars or Clone Trooper and did their own custom army paint on them, and he's mm-hmm. got like green camouflage paint on his arms. So he's a stormtrooper. He's a clone trooper. Oh, clone trooper. Yeah, and from I had the to prequels. look, and he had a name. So I'm like, okay, well, he must. We must have seen him on screen somewhere. Uh, apparently, he had a role in the Clone Wars cartoon in a few spots. Which which trooper is it? Well, from the cartoon, I'm not really sure. Like, but what was the name? Did he get it? Gree. G R I S. G R E E. But in uh, the final movie, Revenge of the Sith. I yeah. don't remember what it was called. Um, he's the guy that Yoda decapitates. Oh, okay. Oh. That's easy to remember. Yeah, exactly. So he was on Kashyyyk when he got Order 66. Yeah, and, and died. Then he lost his head. Which rolls into the one of the other... Uh, figures that we're getting is we're getting a Thrawn figure, which is awesome because yeah. who doesn't love Thrawn? Yeah, he's awesome. And it is a good That's figure. A good, it and then well it has a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive that comes with his trophy room from Rebels. And one of the trophies is Grease Helmet. Helmet, amongst other things. Yeah, there's uh, actually, I, I, I wrote down because there's, there's pretty cool some of these things. There's... Uh, uh, a Holy Grail from Indiana Jones. Is that what it was? It sh- well, that's okay. what it, I, that's what it looks movie. like. That's what somebody thought. I, I don't know if it's been officially said that, but it sure does look like uh, the Holy it'll Grail. Get, it'll get one of those parody names that they like to do in Star Wars yeah. from time to time. 
Uh, it's got a, there's a lightsaber. There's a helmet. Uh, one of those uh, uh, the the Jedi guardians. The Jedi guardians yeah. the helmets, and then uh, Hera from Rebels. Her family, uh, one of her, her the family heirloom. It's a uh, Kalikori. Yeah, is there too? So like that's one of the, the couple, it's in a couple of episodes. That's yep. kind of cool. It's the first time the Rebels and Thrawn really meet. Is it? Yeah, is, is around that. Yeah. So that one, that one's. It's gonna be a must buy. At least the regular figure. Uh, well, you and I have both said we're gonna somehow try and that scam them at Fan maybe. Expo. <laughs> and then because uh, the last couple of years, Fan Expo has had the San Diego exclusives at the Hasbro booth at, uh, at regular price. At so, regular price. Wow. Well, Canadian regular price. Yeah. But not you know aftermarket price. Right. Right. Like last year, I picked up. They had the uh, uh, Obi Wan from A New Hope in a box with the base, like the the tabletop. Uh, and it has the Leia hologram, and you press the button, and it says like her whole speech, mm. and it's all in this nice little display box. So I picked that up at Fan Expo last year. Cool. It's a it's a, it's a brilliant looking figure too. Yeah. Since he's become the the main bad guy in Rebels, it's it's appropriate. Oddly, no, though not uh, they didn't give us a sneak peek of anything from uh, the Last Jedi figures that will be coming out. No. I guess they're keeping those under wraps at least till Force Friday. Yeah. Because well, I, I was positive they'd at least show off the Luke. Because we've already seen what he looks like, right? Like yeah, that's we'll know. probably see that stuff at San Diego. Yeah, very because that's, that's like what that's in July, June, July. So it's a month before Force, you know, month out. They'll probably show it off all there to get the hype going. So everybody's like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, do 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 Oh, we got the fan voted figure from the survey. Uh, last year, so Jaina Solo, who is an extended universe right. character that you know doesn't the old exist anymore, yeah, uh, was a great character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the figure looks really cool. So it's uh, her in her flight in uh, a X-wing flight suit, which makes sense because she was a big time pilot. Right, uh, black flight suit with a helmet, has a lightsaber with a purple blade, uh, and she also comes with a blaster. But uh, so that's a good looking figure. Yep. Hmm. Uh, one we were just wondering about the other day when we might see one. We're getting a uh, figure of uh, Tarkin. Yes, and it it too is a really good sculpt. Yes, so and like a um, uh, like a Rogue One Tarkin. Uh, well, Rogue One or Episode Four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, he's in it the grays. With, and what did you have, what did you call the uh, Doctor Ball? Doctor Ball from the robot chicken, <laughs> the interrogator droid, the floaty ball droid. <laughs> So everybody, look up that robot chicken sketch. It's hilarious. Yes. Died of a broken heart. Why don't we just not use any of these medical devices we have around? <laughs> Good old Doctor Ball. All right, we're on page two of Ryan's notes. Holy crap! Ryan you you went in depth. Oh yeah. Well, I don't. Rem- <laughs> I can't remember shit. I don't write it down, and then my Either. writing is horrible. Uh, so I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where I. You know, no worries. Where are. <laughs> uh, but we're coming up to the end of this. Uh, the last of the six-inch figures that I saw they announced was the GameStop exclusive, so hopefully we'll get it up here at EB, yep. um, is the one that's uh, the character from the new Battlefront game. So they, Which uh, they, looks good. Yes. So they announced, they showed the trailer for Battlefront 2 this weekend, and then, yeah, this figure is from the Inferno Squadron pilot. Which, Which we're is, getting a book of this summer before the game comes out. Yeah, that's supposed to like lead into the game, and then yeah, so like the Empire Special Forces. 
Cool. It, the uh, the trailer for the game, the, the story sounds actually really kind of cool, is it's the special forces of the Empire, and they're on Endor, and like a, a biker scout is like, what we didn't know they were sending you guys in. Well, that's why they send us in. Yeah. And then you, then they look that's up, and the Death Star forces. explodes, oh. and one of them's like, "So, uh, what do we do now?" <laughs> like, not comedically like right. that, and it's uh, basically about this character's journey to the First Order, like from the Empire oh. to the First Order. And stuff that sounds like interesting. That. Yeah, it's I'm I'm the book. I kind of want to read because of that. Yeah. So, but she's getting her own figure. Yeah. And oh, and the the main character, well. At least it's it appears it appears to be a woman for the single who, campaign. There's yeah, also multiplayer you, where you can swap. Be, yeah, and she's a stormtrooper. Uh, well, special, special forces. forces. Special forces. Her her outfit looks very similar to the pilot's outfit. Yeah, to so the tie oh, fighter okay. pilot. Uh, then they also we're getting three and three quarter inch figures with super articulation again. They're returning to the vintage line. Oh, yeah. So the old, you know, the last few years, if you go to unless you went to Walmart. Walmart had their own series. They had the their three and three quarter inch black series, so they had, but you know, not only elbows that. and knees that moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you went to Toys R Us, you'd only find the ones with straight arms, huh. like how the old Kenner figures. Yeah, were. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but not arms. only that, the packaging on them is is old vintage style. Oh. The old blister packs, yeah. uh, complete with like adapting the logo for them and looks oh, cool. we've got the the six inch figures are currently doing a run like that now as, as part of the anniversary and they just look awesome like yeah. they're just i take my toys out of the package these are ones that are, i'm going to get one at some point just to hang up because it's oh, especially especially the six inch ones yeah, yeah. I, I keep looking at them and i'm like I'm glad like, I'm not an in-package figure, uh, figure collector because... You know, you guys know I'm not a toy guy, but I have one Star Wars figure still in the package. Oh, really? It's a Jawa with no, a vinyl jacket no, no. and it's worth Do you remember the, 19, <laughs> the 1997 special editions? Yep. When they re-released, I'm, I'm sure it was Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, the first hundred people at the theater got a, uh, a Jedi Master Luke Skywalker action figure. Nice. Oh, cool. Oh. Huh. And I still have one. What theater did you go to to see it? The Aurelia Cinema 3. Jeez. Nice. I went to, I think I went to Colossus opening night, the, the big theater at 407. Yep. Didn't get shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> I saw it in Aurelia. I gave them, they were already out of them by noon. It Probably. wasn't even a Cineplex. It was the Stints, the old Stinson Cinema. Oh, it was Cinema 4 by 97. Yeah. And the first time I lined up early, and the first hundred people there got these oh, cool. Star Wars Luke Skywalker action figures. If you if you have it handy, put a po- picture of it. On I'll see the, if uh, I can website. find it. Okay, and cool. Then, so the last one that I just wanted to you know it's the, I, I got to bring them up because these figures are so good. I can't afford them. I know oh. Bren wants them, but he oh, can't the, afford the, them. The Japanese They're ones? so gorgeous. The Bluefin Bandai Tamashi Nations figures, the, they have a line called the Movie Realization Figures. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they are is they've taken Star Wars characters, but transformed transform their, their armor into more of a samurai style. They are beautiful. Hmm. I'm looking them up now. I'm going to. I've got a link. I'll give it to you. To put up in the in the notes so everybody else, so everyone can see them. Yeah. 
But uh, they, they unveiled, uh, so this is the Boba Fett right there. Oh, that is Boba Fett. I was just like, oh, that's some cool looking samurai. Yeah. And uh, so there's, you know, there's been a bunch already over the last The Darth few Vader. Years. The Gundam Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing what comes up when you search one thing and like other things pop up. Yeah, so like yeah. this year, the uh, at Celebration, they showed, yeah, there's the Vader. You just went past. Well, no, I'm oh, looking at geez. the Mickey Mouse and Friends Voltron figure. <laughs> there's uh, two Toy Story ones like that, too. Remember how I said about tangents? Yep. <laughs> there's a Buzz Lightyear Toy Story Voltron, and there's a Woody Ooh, one. Oh, Samurai too. Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. that was one I of the first the ones Darth that came Vader. out a few years ago. But see, now, you need to get... Death Star yeah, the Death Star on, yeah. his, on his I forehead. I hadn't noticed that until, no, until this weekend. Yeah, same here. I would be happy if we could afford to and get the Darth Vader with two stormtroopers. Because I think that would be a is, nice little diorama. And that there's different stormtroopers oh, yeah. too. Like they give yeah. it, even like the, when up, the mold no. is the and same, they, the they weapons come with are different. Different accessories and yeah. multiple hands. And now they're not, like these aren't as expensive as something. So they're, they're under 100. The Maybe a hundred bucks. You kind of want them all. Yeah, yeah. and, and then finding them. The Darth Vader one said eighty nine ninety nine. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably about, American. Yeah, yeah, American. And that one came out a few years ago, so I'm surprised it's not. No, I don't think they're like. I think they're still readily available. Yeah, like I don't think they've. Oh, they do wrestling figures too. Oh yeah, there's. Oh, they, 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 these guys make great. Jen's uh, Sailor Moon figures in the cabinet uh, over there. They're oh, are they from all that the line? same company. Yeah. I yeah. love my Sailor Moon. I've got figures. some Dragon Ball Z figures from that line. Yeah, they make. St- they do make regular Star Wars figures, but they're very. Um, they've only done like prequel characters right now. I think mm. prequel characters and, and Vader. Know. I don't know who brings them into so North the Vader America, is in or if stock you have to like from this company yeah. that I've, I've never seen them like at a at a trade at a show or at a comic book shop. I, I follow them on Facebook, and oh, the yeah. thing that kills me is they do like a warehouse sale, and they Just, are where's the warehouse in California? Uh-huh. And it's like and road it, trip, un, and unfortunately, it's not timed with the Mattel one that's out there yeah. that we always mm-hmm. want to go to too. And they're probably nowhere near each other. Yeah, to add to that, the Darth Maul figure that they showed off yeah. from just oh, the looks new one? fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's just, he's kind and of the, like in Japanese demon sort oh, cool. of look to him. And just, they did such a good job with it. But yeah, so, but we have to put away money for the park. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we can either, do I buy well, the can, toys that I want to collect or do I go? You can buy the toys at the park. The, speaking of which, that's what I was going to add. They didn't announce much other than they talked to the guy who's in charge of merchandise, Star Wars merchandise at the park. Like mm-hmm. uh, they're, And they have said that they are going to be ramping up their figure lines that are exclusive to Disneyland and Disney World. Uh-huh. Um, right now, that <laughs> consists of something they call the Droid Factory, oh, okay. yep, which yep. are um, droids that the, the parts are uh, modular. You can mm-hmm, snap mm-hmm. them off and snap them off. They're but all... they're doing protocol droids like that coming up. Yeah. It used to be only just like the R2, Astromax. Yeah. And well, they... there's a chopper coming out. And well, I was going to so say, there's a chopper, uh, an R2-D2 and a C-3PO, all carded ones. Yep. Coming out for that are like Disneyland exclusive. Disney and I World know exclusive. they've done uh, action figures for characters that are only in the parks. Like yes. Captain Rex, who I think has shown up on Rebels or maybe Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Yep. He, he was in Clone Wars. And on Rebels. He was the original pilot of Star Tours. Yep. Voiced by Paul Rubens. Is he voiced by Paul Rubens on the animated show? I want to say yes, but I no can't. Idea. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked it up. So he's he's had his own figure and there's some other little mechs or droid droids. Um, yeah. 
But he did also say that there was more stuff coming that he wasn't able to talk about right now. Well, so. I'm starting. I'm wondering, and I'm waiting that it's not. I guess you can get this done, but it's not you know, cheap. It's not feasible for everybody to be doing it. When the is you know you will go into the park, say I want that stormtrooper or that Jedi with my head on it. And then, okay, mm-hmm. you'll stand here. Okay, come back it's in common. 15 minutes. And, you oh, can yeah, do that's that cool. already. You can do that yeah, I know. All here. But it's, yeah. you know, it's not cheap. It's no, not, it's, it's not, uh, not going to be cheap there either. But, no, it's, but it's going to be something that's going to be offered at some point in all DC parks. Like, not just Star Wars. Yeah. It's, no. it's, that's one of those things that will just, once 3D printing gets to that price point and mm-hmm. where the printer's are really reliable. Then well, and that's the thing. Like, a place like that where they'll be doing the business and rhyme, you know, just turning out different things, Yeah, they can bring that price point down mm-hmm. to make it so that everybody that walks in there is going to want themselves as a character. I have a, a general toy question here, too. Um, sure. So sometimes new characters get leaked through toy lines. Was there anything that came out of any of the toy panels that, um, that showed not characters we hadn't seen before? No, no. Celebration tends to be pretty good about it. The, yeah, it's weirdly, right, the so. main leaks you see as of late are Lego. Yeah, Lego spoilers. Yeah, because Lego's... Uh, it's got something to do with their production times and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and when they have to put stuff in catalogs. Right. So that, like, um, Civil War, uh, the fact that Ant Man becomes Giant Man, that that, that was a, through that was a Lego yeah. spoiler because that whole airport battle scene was a Lego set. right there on the set right. on the box, and you get like a giant. Were there any new Lego toys announced it? No, no I not that I anything. saw. It was hard to find any real, like, the only panel, I think, was there was a Hasbro panel, which I couldn't even find the panel online. I had to, like, find write-ups about it and oh, some okay. screen grabs. Well, it might not have been streamed, because yeah. they, they had, like... I think it was in one of the smaller Three versions. different stages going at that thing, right. apparently, and I, did, I didn't realize that until, like, yesterday. There was a Lego panel... Maybe it was a Lego video game panel because of my friend Sean was at Celebration yep. and he took a picture of an almost empty panel room because it, it was on the last day of the convention. Uh, okay. So it may have been one of the last panels. That or there. there's a Disney XD cartoon that's Lego called the Freemaker. Oh, yes. I've actually watched a few episodes it's of that. Bad. It's pretty good. Is that I watched Wars? an episode with yeah. my nephew and I really want him to get hooked on it. It's on Disney XD. It's I think the episodes are short too, like they're the, mm-hmm. the fifteen minute style. No, it's, no, it's twenty minutes. Half hour? Yeah, it's a good yeah. it's a half hour show. Is it because I've seen like the Yoda Chronicles. That's a different one. That's where different? It was like of one of those straight to DVD videos, oh, okay. but that gets chunked out into. Okay. No, this is. It looks like it's in in the Star Wars universe, but it's not related really to the Star Wars st- stories that right. we've been told. So it's. I watched the first episode on YouTube with uh, my nephew, who's four, and I really want him to get into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's basically it's a scavenger family, and um, they find the Kyber saber, and uh, a Jedi finds them too and says, you know, explains the legend of the Kyber and how they have to find the Kyber crystals that make up the Kyber saber. And, but it's just like the Lego movie. So like they can, they get scraps and they can make, build stuff. And mm. yeah, it's cool. really cute. Cool. And it, it's got out. like the humor of like how the games were too. Right. right? I yeah. love the humor in those star, uh, yeah. Lego games. Yeah. yeah. They run into a, a hut. They have a lot of dealings with a hut in that. So mm. you, know, you get to see a Lego hut. Running I haven't around. gotten that far yet. <laughs> Fun. I think Luke and Leia both make appearances in it too. And yeah. cool. I've seen a few random episodes. It's one of those shows when you're trying to find something to watch and you come across it and you're like, 
And it's on. I'll Di- watch Lego. It's on Disney XT. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So from action figures, we go to a personal favorite of uh, Jen and I's, especially Ryan really loves it too. Is the Star Wars Rebels uh, panel and season four reveals? I almost want to make Kevin go stand outside with his fingers in his ears because he hasn't I'm seen okay. Rebels. I'm okay. I'm okay. I feel so I bad spoiling things. Well, yeah, I don't think there's a lot that you're going to spoil. Really. Well, I kind of want to talk a bit about season three. Talk about season three. I am okay <laughs> with spoilers. But for those who have not finished season three, spoilers. Spoiler, spoilers. 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 I'll do spoiler. a warning before the show of spoilers. Stop your whining. I don't care. Robin's girlfriend's name was. Robin's girlfriend. Spoiler. No, jeez. Oh. Come on, Brian. Oh. Uh, what? Wow. Like, I was thinking, Maid Marion? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, we have a friend named Robin. <laughs> Robin. No. Know. Tim Drake, Robin. Robin. Batman. And and she Robin. became Robin. Her her villain name was the spoiler. No, it wasn't. A, she's not a villain. Well, she was she, a hero. I'm, I'm so. She confused. became Robin. She can't be that bad. Yeah. She started anyway. a whole game. Anyways, back to Star Wars Rebels. The well, good Star shit. Wars Rebels spoilers wow. for season three. <laughs> nice try, Ryan. <laughs> walking away from the table. He's walking away and shaking his head. Uh, so season four. Um, I was really excited to see the trailer. Um, for season four of Rebels, I think I was more excited for this trailer than I was for uh, the Last Jedi trailer. Just because it's been three years with these characters and I love the show. Um, I'm not going to really go into detail. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's probably on our Facebook page. I think somebody linked it. So watch it. Um, The things I was really excited about. Okay. The the, the main thing I was really excited about was that Agent Callus survives. I call him Captain Mutton Chops. Um, I'm so happy that he's part of the rebellion now. Hmm. (laughs) And that... um, when we were watching the Star Wars celebration, one of the the hashtags they were saying was "hot callus" because they changed his his hair. This one little strand of hair was flipping down in his face when he gets captured at the end of season three, um, and that makes him hot, apparently. So, but then he gets uh, a whole new look for in the trailer. So I yeah. was like, "Ooh, yay! I love callus. He's one of my favorites." Well, he's not imperial anymore, so he can grow a beard. You know, yeah, he can be, relax. He can be a rebel. But um, grow his hair out, get a beard. <laughs> um, so Mon Mothma will be in season four. Saw Gerrera will be in season four. And they were saying in Star Wars Celebration that Saw Gerrera's uh, character in Rebels is going to bring him a little closer to his character in Rogue One. He's already got the, the kind of crazy hair going on. Yeah, he looks on more like Forrest Whitaker now. Okay. And Forrest Whitaker is coming back to voice him, which is neat. Cool. Uh, Warwick Davis is doing a voice. Uh Thrawn's assassin bodyguard named Rook. I hope Warwick Davis's character is a giant, like maybe a woman. No, he's, um, <laughs> he's, he's a, about like average human height, though. Oh, like, dang. Was, yeah. Do you remember the, the Zahn books at all? Mm-hmm. He's um, a, 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 Nori, aren't they? Yeah, you know he's the, the bodyguard assassin guy that oh, okay. Thrawn has with him. Okay. Yeah. That, well, yeah, never mind. <laughs> so the other, the other reveal, I guess, at that panel was that uh, season four will be the last season of Rebels, which Ooh. makes me very sad because I really like all the characters. But it'll make it a lot easier for Kevin to binge watch because <laughs> it's only it's four not on seasons. Netflix yet. Yeah, well, Brent and I bought the first two seasons. So. And we're, we're planning on binging them, so you can come over. All right, we'll... I will be here. Yep. Um, so then things that I was, based on that panel and, and watching it, I mean, I had a couple of sort of predictions. Um, they hinted in the panel that there would be a lot more Mandalorians. So I was like, ooh, maybe Sabine will hook up with uh, young Boba Fett, 
which I thought would be kind of cool. Or at least Boba Fett or Boba will Fett show will show up. up. But I think it would be a lot more fun if you know they had a little <laughs> fling. Um, there was a lot of debate in the first two seasons, especially season two, about Ezra and going to the dark side and whether or not he was uh, what's his face Snoke. Snoke. To me, it seems like he's not really going down the dark side. He flirted with the dark side a bit, but it doesn't look to me like he's heading down that path anymore. Uh, my theory is that if Kanan dies, I think that Ezra will go over to the dark side, like lickety split, because Ezra has created his family amongst these rebels, so and especially with Kanan, who's basically his father figure. Uh, so I, I suspect that if Kanan goes, or Hera then that would basically push Ezra over the edge if he does go down that path. But, you know, he's grown well, up a lot The thing with the show three. is they have to do something with those two Jedis who are part of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, because like, they don't show up. We never hear about them in right. any of the movies, right? right? Yeah. It's kind of like the, 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 uh, the cast of Rogue One. Yeah. Like, it's like you kind of have to move them off the board so, somehow. As someone who's... Not up to date with Rebels. The time period of this show is like within months of the beginning of Rogue One. Now we are. So we're like, we're, we're, I think we're, we're about a year we're out. In that neighborhood. Yeah. So we're about a year from where maybe a little Rogue bit One further. and New yeah. Hope start. Basically, yeah. what they're now saying is the uh, the end of the the last season had a big space battle with Thrawn and the the army, which. Uh, in the Empire, which did a lot of damage to the mm-hmm. Rebellion. And they're now saying that, like... And it's actually kind of cool. It's sort of incidental, and they can... It, it might have been an accidental thing that they're now just throwing on it. But they're now basically saying that big battle is why, in Rogue One, the Rebels are so hesitant to get into another fight. Oh, because they're Because they ships. already got smashed pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And although that battle's never mentioned by name. Right. So my other prediction, which goes along with Ezra and Kanan and maybe what they could do with them, I I honestly think Kanan has to die, which makes me very sad. But I think that for the power of plot compels them. (laughs) Um, But the is he the creator, Dave Filoni? He's the executive producer executive and producer? creator of the show. Yeah. Guy in charge. So anyway, at Star Wars Celebration, he was wearing a shirt that said, Ahsoka lives with a question mark. And then after they showed the trailer, he switched his shirt to say, Ahsoka lives with an exclamation point. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, because I don't want Ezra to go down to the dark side. I'm hoping that if Kanan dies, Ahsoka basically takes Ezra under her wing and they disappear. Could because be. she doesn't want to be anything. She doesn't want anything to do with the Jedi. Hopefully, if she does live, uh, we know that she's not in any of the other Star Wars movies. So I'm hoping that basically she takes Ezra and they disappear. What are I, the odds she'll show up in Last Jedi? Um, see, she not so much. I don't think the one I'm kind of wondering about is um, Ezra. There's been rumors circulating around Benicio del Toro is an unnamed character in the Last Jedi. They have oh. not said who he is. They have been very, very cagey when it comes about. And somebody out there put out the rumor that he's a grown-up Ezra. Well, yeah, because Ezra Age-wise, would be... he kind of fits. Ezra is, I would guess, because Leia popped up in Rebels, I would guess that Ezra's probably a year or two younger, maybe more, maybe two or three years younger than Leia. Yeah. And, and I think Leia was... She was in her teens. In her teens, yeah. I would guess. So, like, I would think that if if Leia was, like, 16, I think Ezra was 14. So, 
<laughs> My cat just showed up. Um, aw, you can't hear him meowing, but he is. I'm distracted now. Now, didn't they say <laughs> in the first season that Ezra was born on Empire Day? Yes. Now, don't they refer to Empire Day as the day that the Empire became the Empire? Would that? Uh, if, but I think that, it's, I think it's just a day that's celebrated every year. Like a national okay. holiday. Because yeah. I was just yeah. wondering yeah. if it was that day, then that would be the same day that Luke and Leia were born. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I you could... know what? That would be pretty close. Yeah, it is possible. Because yeah. I just I, I was I assuming never they were at the very together. least they were very like, if they weren't the same age that they're really close. So are you close. saying Padme had triplets? No, no, I'm not. I'm putting oh, that yeah. rumor out there. <laughs> Did you hear the rumor? Please don't. Did you hear the rumor that Snoke is Anakin's uh, long lost t- evil twin brother? I did hear. I that. saw that. That's a I lot of garbage. That, that, that one's. It was sense. this whole thing with with, uh, with Darth Plagueis so, and using the Force to make life and the midichlorians yeah. gave Shmi twins and then well, no, no, not, they weren't one. twins. It was like <laughs> he tried to use midichlorians to make life. Oh, he made himself a clone. So he made the, what became Snoke. So then the Force, as a balancing thing, gave you know gave birth to Anakin. So that, which makes them brothers because the force that seems overly complicated. Well, yeah, and that's why it won't. And no, no. <laughs> um, to, to add on to the rebels thing that we were talking about, Agent Callus is perform the voiceover is done by David O O Whale. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, sorry, David. I'm going to name. butcher your last name. O Y E L O W O. He was. Oh, yeah, uh, is that it? He so. was uh, Martin Luther King in Selma. Right. Like, that's why we don't see him at Celebration. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a lot of stuff on his plate. So, Apparently, he's in the next Cloverfield so, movie. Cloverfield. Uh, again, a guy with questions here. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. The end of Rebels being announced, does that mean new series for the following? They have already so. stated that there's something in the works. Yeah, because the way he looks at it is every generation has their own like star wars cartoon that they so, go to right so that's but this why one he, was only four years but that's that's not a joke and then he also made the comment about how he, he wanted to years. end it and be able to end it on his own terms yeah because he knows what it's like to not be able to because like he was the, the showrunner yeah. for clone yeah. wars so the 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 next show won't just pick up where clone wars left off we're saying we, that it's going to be a new a first order well, they, we don't not know anything. No timeline. Uh, <laughs> part of me wonders if it'll take place in that gap between Empire and Jedi. No, it, it, there's so there. much stuff you can do, and like you could, you can do kind of like what Clone Wars and Rebels did. Not the gap between Jedi and. Force Awakens? And that's always a possibility, too. Yeah, the um, establishment of the New Order and, and the Resistance. There's a lot that has to go on between the the destruction of the Death Star at Endor and the founding of the New Republic. Yeah, and, uh, and to be quite honest, it's I, I, this will be the end for Rebels. I would not be surprised if we see a couple of the characters move over to what mm-hmm. the new show is, because that's what we saw with Rebels. Is it, was, it starts off with the new cast. And then slowly, people from, from the Clone other Wars. show appeared here and there. Like, and some of them are supporting characters, like uh, the pirate guy. What's his name? Uh, oh, your favorite guy, Hondo. Hondo, who is the one of the best supporting characters in yep. both shows. He's great. He's a pirate. He's a smuggler. He's hilarious. 
<laughs> yeah, don't and trust them. And didn't land. Don't, don't, don't turn yeah. your back on them. Well, and then there was Captain Rex like, showed up, yeah. Ahsoka, and That was Lando, one of the big reveals for season two that like had Wedge. me and Ryan and Mark go, yeah, because like... The Clone Wars did such a good job of building up mm-hmm. some of these characters. Yeah, the cl- you cared about some of the clones now. Like they were, had personalities. Mm-hmm. I like it, it's. There's still to this day. There's a a movement to get Fives his own action figure. Yeah, because he really hasn't had one in a, of any sort yet. Now, the picture you showed me. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the uh, okay, so. There, there has long been a joking rumor that Rex survives everything because oh, it right. is in there Return is, of the Jedi. There is a uh, Rebel trooper in Return of the Jedi that looks how Rex currently looks. He's a, a guy with a, a white beard, older gentleman in the the Rebel gear mm-hmm. uh, on Endor, and um, who's never been given a name. Other than doesn't a, have an action figure. Other than a crappy joke, yeah. Star Wars name of Nick Saint, but spelt like asshole Star Wars, like with extra vowels and stuff, because mm-hmm. he kind of looked like Santa. Like Santa. So at <laughs> one of the other animation panels, um, Dave Filoni was showing off unused artwork and stuff like that, and then they were talking about Rebels, and then he popped up this image of Rex in similar. Endor gear with a beard, with a beard and, and all that, and it's like, oh, oh, that shouldn't be in there. And Pablo Hidalgo's like, we'll just throw that out there for speculation, and they didn't say anything <laughs> else about it since. So, who knows? But they didn't say if it was for Rebels or if it's for the new project they're working on or or what. So. Cool. so, I just wanted to hit a couple of highlights I thought thought from towards the end of season three. Um, there was Obi-Wan versus Maul, where Obi-Wan finally gets to avenge Qui-Gon by actually killing Maul this time, where he's actually dead, probably. Didn't Maul, Maul did not die in episode one? No. Oh, he's in, like, three seasons of Clone Wars. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and two seasons of Rebels. Rebels. A season I haven't got to that yet. Oh I, didn't, I haven't watched Clone Wars. Uh, I, the, you I can pick up on it pretty quick in Rebels. Yeah I, I, yeah. I couldn't. I found the animation too jarring for me to watch Clone Wars, mm. so I missed a lot of I've that I've tried stuff. to watch it several times, and I started at the beginning. It's really oh, boring. Yeah. yeah. Skip the oh, first yeah. season. That season is skip one. the first season. Um, I just also wanted to say about Thrawn as the villain. I absolutely love when there is an intelligent villain. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, oh, darn, those kids, they got me again. He actually has a master plan that he follows through. And everything he does is carefully constructed to get to this point, And he studies his enemies. And that's what actually makes him win at the end of season three. Mm. Like, because he's intelligent and takes his time and is very cunning and conniving. So it was really cool to watch that kind of a character. I always, always appreciate an yeah. intelligent and, villain. And he's just like how you thought he was in the books. Hmm. Like they, they did their homework and they have to read, they have to jury rig certain things. Cause in the original book series, he doesn't appear until long after Jedi five years right. or something yeah. like that. Cause he right? was off out in the uh, unknown, out. but yeah. those books don't exist anymore. So they can do what they want. And now they've got a new Thrawn book coming out that Timothy Zahn wrote, I guess to rework it. Yeah. So cause it's his character. Yeah. Apparently he was called upon for the show too, that huh. to get yeah. advice. They yeah. haven't never done anything with Mara Jade. No. no, no, I don't know if they ever will. It, that's it. Uh, 
Part of me says maybe at some point because she's a character that fans just absolutely love. Yeah, she is. She was another woman. Yeah. I I hope that they do something similar with Mara Jade and they like retcon her, I guess, so that she fits in with this new um, universe. So that she's Ray's mom? No. Shut up. (laughs) I thought mine was that blow me away. If if well okay if Luke's gonna be her dad, there's gotta be a mom. Luke's not her dad. I like the idea that uh, she's, she's not a Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. I like that as she would be a Kenobi. Her mother was a Jawa. <laughs> and her <laughs> father smelled of elderberries. <laughs> yeah. Um and then the last character from season three that I loved, uh, it was probably my favorite character in season three, was the Bendu. Yeah. Which Voiced by uh, Tom Baker. Tom Baker the, no, the Doctor Who. so Doctor? he yeah. is this uh, on Star Wars on the, the Star Wars celebration. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. called him the Force Moose. He's basically this being, and he's not light side or dark side. He is neutral, he's and the he'll balance. he'll do he'll go use the dark side if the light side's out of balance. And like it, I just thought he was fantastic, and I really enjoyed uh, all the episodes where he popped up because he ended up being like the wise teacher or the mentor for Kanan. Once Kanan, because Kanan was a little lost in that season. Now, just as a side note, one of the things I laughed at when we were watching the uh, the, the panel for Rebels is Jen's watching and she's like, who's Freddie Prince Jr. play? I'm like, he's Kanan. And she's like, I didn't realize he was in the show. I, I don't really follow voice actors. No, no, so no. It makes sense. Yeah. But. I, I, I like to preserve the illusion that they're quote unquote real people, even though I know they're animations. But I don't really like to know who does their voices. I don't that to me that's irrelevant. <laughs> so I guess that comes down to me and the world of comics. Mm-hmm. Um, not a huge amount got announced, but what did get announced was a little bit on the interesting side. Uh, Marvel will be doing a mini series about Captain Phasma uh, that's going to take place between uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Basically, I think to explain how she's still living. Mm-hmm. Um, the series is going to be written by Kelly Thompson, who um, has been writing, uh, doing a fantastic job. Uh, and this may throw some people off, but if you've read the comic, she's just a great writer. Um, doing a fantastic job on the Gem and the Holograms comic. I've heard good things. She about that. Oh, great I love writer. the Gem and the Holograms comic. So it can write female characters very well. Um, so it's that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, my only my only drawback with it is uh, this is uh, one of those series that they kind of did one of these uh, with in between Jedi and the Force Awakens that Greg Rucka wrote. And it's an okay series, but it doesn't really do anything. Oh, the one like the, the... Shattered Empire was that what it's called? Or yeah. the... Well, it does introduce a few things that, that get picked could up be picked later on. You know, it introduces us to Poe Dameron's parents. Yes, and Luke gives them a one of the Force trees from the uh, Jedi Temple mm-hmm. to take and plant. Because they decide they leave the rebellion, they're going to go raise a family. Well, here, take this home with you, plant it. So, you know, the speculation is, you know, so that, you know, kind of why Poe is such a great pilot and has such great reflexes is he's kind of Force-sensitive, but not Jedi Force-sensitive. Because he used to play in the Force Because he used to, yep. And then there are some people speculating that uh, uh, a few scenes in the trailer, like where we see the the books, the manuscripts, and then maybe even when we're looking 
which looks like we're in a cave looking out, yeah. mm-hmm. that we're actually not in a cave, we're in the roots of a forest tree. Hmm. It could be. Because Luke had another forest tree. Yeah. Now, I don't think he took it and planted it there because, well, he just he, you know just found that island in that world and it wouldn't be, you would think long enough for him to plant a tree and watch it grow or to live in, well, he's in it. He's been there for 20 years or something, hasn't he? Yeah, but... There was also the other 20 years before that that he was what, walking around with a little tree and not letting it grow. <laughs> and the tree was going, I am Groot. Yeah. No one ever said Luke <laughs> Total was Total crossover. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, but uh, it, it, it could be good. Well, we'll see. Yeah. It's got, it definitely has potential. I'll definitely check it out. Um, the weird kind of interesting one is the other comic that got announced is an all-ages Star Wars comic mm. that will um, kind of run the gamut. It's going to be an anthology series, so it'll go across all the different timelines at different points. And mm. the odd thing about uh, this this book is it's called Star Wars Adventures, and it's being published by IDW, not Marvel, which the- is slightly weird but i think i understand the idea behind it i idw has been very good in the last couple of years of doing all ages comics mm-hmm. they they seem to have cracked yeah. that nut pretty good from my little pony to uh, a number of other projects that they've got on the go they're also the king of tie-in books too yeah and- and, um, and they've been comments. they've been getting good at playing well with the other uh, publishers too because you know they did the artist editions they're the ones that started that mm-hmm. did they not yes and and they and Marvel do have a very nice relationship now they also have a good relationship with Disney because they are they, it was announced uh, like today I think they're going to be doing the Ducktales tie-in comic as well From the new animated series yeah. and so it's it it's interesting i think it's a good move to be honest because mm-hmm. they just they know how to handle that market yeah. and marvel's done a lot of good stuff in the last couple of years all ages books eh, not so much and it's probably not going to be canon no so it doesn't no, need it, it, to it, come it, out with the with the rest of the marvel books and yeah aren't star wars marvel's highest selling books at the moment yes yes they are that's kind of why it's a little bit on the weird side yeah but um yeah, yeah, I was for some reason I was looking at comic book sales numbers for the last month, and I'm like, there are no Marvel books in the top ten except Star Wars. Yeah, and it's, it, comic sales right now are a really weird mm. kind of market. So, and um, yeah, th- those were the big two announcements. I don't, I don't foresee anything really else being announced for a while um, because that's it, we already got uh, the the Darth the new Darth Vader series was announced a couple months ago. So yeah. that that is coming. Um, there's probably going to be some other miniseries on because they had, I'm trying to remember when Force Awakens came out. They had the main book came out around the same time. Well, it came the, out after. Yeah, because I even but just recently uh, only uh, only recently did uh, the Rogue One book come out. No, like I mean the main Star Wars series. Oh, I'm sorry, Marvel's I thought doing. you meant yeah. the, like, the movie. They, they had a couple. Versions. They had a couple books out right around the same time, and uh, they Marvel has also been very smart and not over flooding the market with Star Wars books. They do well, what, two or three to. books a month. There are two monthlies and the mini three monthlies because there's Poe, there's Star Wars, Poe, Star Wars, Doctor Afra, 
Uh, there's that Darth Maul mini out right but now. But that's a mini series. Um, Vader book. There's no Vader Vader's book. There's a Vader book coming. The, 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 the previous the, one ended. Like, yeah. They, it wrapped up its story and right. It was pretty self-contained and it's brilliant. I Just that. amazing. Yeah. So uh, we might get something else at San Diego, um, but I, I don't foresee much. Mm. The comic news was kind of on the quiet side, but that that's okay. Yeah, and it's, uh, I, I, Marvel's strategy of not over flooding the market with Star Wars books is a good one, both yeah. for collectors and for readers. It's like they have a crossover book. I have to pick up two comics. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know yeah. that's that's kind of nice. So that, that's pretty much it on the yeah, um, pretty much a, a, it for everything, I guess. Right? We was there most any was there any talk anywhere over the weekend of the Han Solo movie? No, surprisingly yeah, not. No, I, I don't think they even yeah. well, they're filming right so, now, so it wouldn't right. surprise me. That's and why there was from no that panel. cast was that celebration. Not, not that, that I, I saw. The uh, oh, the one thing actually to add to Jen's that I forgot to mention was um, Ashley Eckstein, Eckstein, mm-hmm. who does the the voice Ahsoka. of Ahsoka. Um, she has she stated that she is and allowed to say this that she is voicing Ahsoka for Rebels, but she can't. She doesn't know if it's flashbacks or if Before it's a or ghost, ghost or yeah. anything. So. Take That's that why the Ahsoka lives question mark Ahsoka lives exclamation point. Her her story about that T-shirt is actually pretty awesome because she wasn't at that panel. She was at a signing booth or something at the time, and she said like my phone just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> like and, and I and she went up to Dave Filoni and like, well, what's this mean? And she, he's like, what? Like, well, t- the T-shirt mean? that you changed into, what's that mean? And he's like. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a figment of your imagination. What t-shirt? Because apparently he's really good at even trolling the cast members or making it so they don't even really know what's going on sometimes. It was really funny watching that panel. And when uh, the question was asked of what's coming up for your character in season four, they all got really nervous because Dave Filoni was sitting there and they're like, oh, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. He's right next. The me. woman who does um, Sabine. Sabine was She's great adorable. She looked at him and he's like, roll the dice, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him do a panel almost 10 years ago now, I guess. I went to Star Wars Weekends mm-hmm. at Disney and um, he did a panel at the time about Clone Wars. So he's really uh, outgoing and very... He loves the cosplayers. Loves doing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he brought up a whole family of Rebels cosplayers up on stage. That had been cosplaying since before the show actually started. Yeah. So just like from as the soon original as the promo artwork. Wow. Because I guess yeah. the family, the mother was cosplaying as Sabine at the time, and the daughter would go as Hera. And then once the show came out, they're like, hmm. And then so they switched. <laughs> yeah. Because then it made a little more sense. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about. the father was uh, going Kanan. as Kanan. Yeah. And... A little bit about cosplay. Did you see any fun cosplay? The one picture I saw that I loved were two guys dressed as blue milkmen. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, I didn't. The ones that stood out to me, there, I can't remember her name. It was. Um, she's a. Uh, I think she was the 
She was a princess that uh, Obi-Wan kind of had a thing with for a while in, in Clone Wars. Okay. Oh. They, did a, they did a really good costume of her. There was okay. a woman dressed up. I saw a kid as Sabine whose dad had made a Darksaber. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, at first, I, like, I looked at it and like, oh, somebody made that. Because that's not commercially available no. as far as I know. And, uh, yeah, the, the cosplay, there were, it's all really good there, too, yeah. right? Did so. you see the video of a bunch of people dressed as the, uh, the rebel, uh, the, the ship crew? And they recreated the final sequence, like the Vader from Rogue One. From Rogue One. Yeah. So they had like an ATM with a card. They're like pressing the buttons. He's like, okay, I've got the plans. I've got... And they, so they hand it off and they start running down like through the lobby. And there's a, and there's a guy in Vader like going just around. Just smacking guys <laughs> with this plastic lights. <laughs> then they, they get to like the doors in between. The, and, like, oh, and then they pass it through. And it's, it's just like a, you know, maybe a little 30 second clip on YouTube. That's you can find funny. It, it's worth a little watch. Yeah. Very it, funny. Uh, I from love Star Wars. From the Rebels panel, <laughs> mm. when they announced to say, oh, this is coming to an end, and the whole crowd did a, oh, and then he said something, 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 and then they say, the, then all of a sudden someone's like, well, what's next? And then they made the comments like, wow, that was like the fastest turn of, you know, from, oh, depression. The shortest to, mourning period ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, now, now, now what are you going to give it's us? It's like, oh, what's next? Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say something. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, I did watch the um, Carrie Fisher tribute video. Oh, I oh that was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, watching it as they streamed it live was yeah. really good because right after they were done, they opened up the side curtain and John Williams was there with a small orchestra and they played Leia's theme that right after right that. Into, not saying no introduction or anything. It was just like they just started the music. Wow. And, yeah. and then oh. then afterwards, George Lucas came out and. Uh, <laughs> Called John Williams the secret sauce that makes Star Wars yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to have lightened up since he stepped away. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, he does not seem... Well, I think as... he's gotten to that point, and now people aren't yelling at him and blaming him for ruining Star yeah. Wars and all that because stuff. Because it feels like Star Wars has been fixed. Yes. Yeah, it feels like Star Wars. Yes, I agree. We've had two really good Star Wars movies in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And it's he really very... liked Rogue One, apparently. They're two yeah. very Star Warsy movies in the yeah. last mm. two years. Like, I, I, I'm not a big fan of the prequels. Like I said, Amidala is one of my favorite characters. Uh-huh. I love her costumes, but they did not feel like Star Wars movies at all. Which oh, I like the movies. I'll still watch them every so often. But like, I was just watching The Force Awakens before I came up here. I happened to doze off on the couch after dinner, and then I woke up. And came up here, but uh, I was still, I'll go home and, well, not tonight, but tomorrow <laughs> I'll probably finish watching it. Watch the rest of it. Yeah. And we were thinking uh, before um, The Last Jedi starts to do another movie marathon. So before Force Awakened, we watched all six movies in a day, which was really fun. And uh, we're thinking that it's for... It's been a long time since I've done that. Yeah. Well, we, we're going to modify it a little bit. It, well, I think we should start. I think we should start with Rogue, start with Rogue One, One. Watch the original trilogy and then watch The Force Awakens and then go and see The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. So, that sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there's so many movies before that, though. Hey, it's like, like, Guardians, like the end of the finish line. Guardians of the Galaxy comes out in just... A couple weeks. Spider Man. Spider Man. Wonder Woman. Free comic Wonder book Woman. day is coming up too. Blade we should give Runner. a free comic book day um, plug. 
Oh yeah, free comic book day. There was something else that I like. I saw a trailer for, and I'm like, wow, this is getting little to no promotion right now. Is it Ryan Reynolds and uh, Sam Jackson movie? Uh, not no? so much that. That looks fun, though. What it is it, the one from the guy who made Fifth Element? Uh, there's a oh, movie. yeah, that one's that? Um, Valerium. Oh, I think that, the, okay. the city yeah, of a yeah, thousand yeah, yeah. planets. I, I wish you watched it on that. I, I, I like Fifth Element. So Oh, I, I love Fifth I Element. I love like, French sci-fi comics, yeah. and that looks like it was ripped right out of it. Well, so. And that comic, was it? A, it's pre-Star Wars. Is it not the original? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, did I not read that that was also one of the influences? Uh, yeah. Mobius? No, it's a, it's a, it's like Mobius's less famous contemporary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, Mobius uh, um, worked on the uh, <laughs> worked on the Incal, which is where a lot of uh, Fifth Element's taken yeah. from. So that's- and, and that's one of those weird cases where. Uh, it like if you watch it and have read the Incal, they there's obvious similar similarities, and Luc Besson took definitely took stuff from, but he hired Mobius to work on the movie, and then after the movie, Alejandro uh, Jobrieski, who wrote the Incal, and Mobius sued Luc Besson over it. Oh, really? uh, but it was thrown out of court because Mobius had worked on the movie. Yeah, say, uh, like, dude, dude, you worked on the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. your own influence on your on you, you ripped Incal, off yourself. The Incal is the is the comic book that I read at your parents' place when we were dating. Possibly. That was weird. Yeah, oh yeah, it's with, weird. With like the concrete pigeons and yeah, the, French yeah. sci-fi is always odd. Mm. It was bizarre. But uh, yeah, so that that was our Star Wars special. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that we ha- we are all looking forward to the various Star Wars things that are coming mm-hmm. out. Um, instead of our regular geek picks, I uh, will go around the table and everybody suggest a Star Wars thing that somebody should check out. What? I came prepared no. with the Star Wars geek pick. I but didn't have a Star Wars geek pick. Uh, it's okay that, if you don't. Isn't I, that what this entire podcast just was? No, no sort of. No. Yeah. I, I it was got a, recap. a good one. I have a good one, but it bet, it bet it's the same. Go oh, first possibly. Then. Okay. Go first Ryan, then. I will go. go first then. We already touched on it earlier, but I recommend the Timoth- Timothy Zahn... <laughs> I'm getting tongue-tied. It's late. Timothy Zahn series, uh, the original, the Thrawn trilogy. Mm. Yeah. And then, which, which is uh, Heir to the Empire, Dark, Rise, uh, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command. Uh, those That's where we were originally introduced to Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not canon anymore, but it's... Still good books. And then now he's got his new th- uh, Thrawn book, which is like an origin, which from what the reviews I've seen, still works as an origin to either version of, th- of oh, Thrawn. Neat. Either the cartoon one which or the old book one. Cool. Okay, I got one. Yeah. I My geek pick would be Squirrel Girl. Um, <laughs> with a lightsaber. I'm sorry, I have to at every podcast. Um, would be any of the Lego Star Wars games. Mm. Um, they are super fun. Even the original trilogy one, that podcast level is, or not podcast. Oh my God. I'm, I'm half asleep. It's not the original trilogy one. Oh, it's bedtime. The pod racer level mm-hmm. in the one of them. Prequel trilogy. That's the word. Um, is really fun. And, uh, Brent won't play Star Wars Lego with me anymore. Cause I always air quote accidentally shoot him. <laughs> I don't play any Lego games with her because of that, but anyways. <laughs> Makes me sad. Okay, mine is a strange tangent. Okay, go ahead. That 
that ties into Star Wars very indirectly in that they make Star Wars references in every episode. And that is Mystery Science Theater 3000 is back on Netflix. Oh, and it's so good. And it's so good. And Jonah's uh, giant monster rap in the first episode. I love it. So funny. And I'm pretty sure there's a Star Wars reference in every episode. There is also a movie that they do, because I I went through the list just to see what movies they do this season. Mm -hmm. One of them is one of those bad rip-off Star Wars movies that came in the wake of Star Wars. I want to say it stars David Hasselhoff. <gasps> Perfect. Yeah, so yours fits. Okay, so there we go. And Reptilicus was hilarious. Yes. It was It was very well done for a revival of a show. Yeah. It was yeah. Excellent. Um, uh, yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to split it up with two. Uh, much like Ryan, these aren't canon anymore. Um, the first is, a. they're both comics. One is the original Star Wars Dark Empire miniseries. Oh, okay. oh that was good. That is, it's to me, it was one of the best follow-ups to Jedi. Yeah. You you saw the Empire kind of falling apart it a little bit. It was a sequel to the Thrawn books, wasn't it? Yes. Was it a sequel or a prequel? No, it takes place after the Thrawn books. But it's still because I know it is a Timothy Zahn book. I have a large format British version of those comics. Really? Oh, nice. oh that's cool because those are. Um, that's one of those weird stories of. That was supposed to be part of the Marvel line of Star Wars books, and then Marvel gave up the license, not thinking anything would be done with it after that because it was up for renewal, and they're like, eh, and they paid a kill fee for it. Then Dark Horse picked it up, mm-hmm. and... Uh, it was one of the first Dark Horse Star Wars it's books. It's the right? first one because it was basically half done. Like, there was one or two issues already done at that point. So they they approached Cam Kennedy, who was the artist and uh, the, the writer. I think it's... Rick Veach was the writer on it. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd have to look it up. That's Whoever the writer was. Um, we're working on it. And basic, like, basically went to them, like, would you like to finish this? And they were like, yeah, sure. And they had to um, tweak some stuff for the Timothy Zahn, from the Timothy Zahn books. And then, uh, unfortunately, nobody told Kevin J. Anderson, who was writing the, the Star Wars books that were coming immediately after it about it. So he found out about it in the pipeline and called the the writer of the book and went, so, um, what are you doing in this comic book? And, like, there was a couple things that completely impacted his novels. It's Tom Veach. Tom Veach, okay. So that that's part one. Part two um, is another Dark Horse series that was never in canon in the first place called Tag and Bink are Dead. Yes. <laughs> and um, you can, I think you can still find the trade on Comixology. I think that was one of the ones that Marvel uh, re-put out online mm-hmm. to download. It is basically uh, Rosencrantz and Gilderstern are dead in the Star Wars universe. Oh, it's a comedic book. It's these two goofballs who kind of end up in the rebellion by accident. And they are in the background of all the most important scenes in Star Wars. No, they end up in the in the Empire by accident. Well, they also end up in the Empire by accident too. They're they're Jedi's in the prequel. They're <laughs> they're two of the younglings. That, oh, really? And they're oh, they're basically uh, Cyrano de Bergeracking for Anakin because okay. he doesn't know how to talk to girls. So they're feeding him lines and stuff like that, and. He, he lets them live, but he's like, I don't want to see you guys ever again. Nice. So, and then it goes into the, the original movies. They're, um, they're the, the two stormtroopers who are talking when Obi-Wan's shutting down the tractor beam. 
that's them in hiding. In the... Yeah, because they accidentally end up on the Death Star and then they have to stay in hiding because they're like, oh, crap, we're rebels and we're trapped on the Death Star. We can't get caught. <laughs> they're um, on Cloud City. And what is this book called? Uh, Tag and Bink are dead. You can borrow Tag it off. Tag and Bink are dead. Oh, do you actually yeah. have it? Yeah, I've got the trade. It's trays. great. Yeah. Um, it w- the uh, in Cloud City, one of them is the the one Chewbacca knocks off the platform. Mm-hmm. That's either tag or bank. Like it, the guy who wrote them loves Star Wars, so he worked in spots where they like technically those could be canon that because they be doesn't really change no. anything in the movies, it's but great. it's just very well done. I it like doesn't the- happen to be a giant green. Bounty Hunter Bunny in any of these comics? No, um, no. Because I do have a Star Wars comic with a giant green with Bounty Hunter Bunny. What was it. his name? Jax? Jax. I think Jackson. Jax. Jackson. Yeah. He's on, uh, Chip Sardesky put him on the variant cover of the first issue of Vader Down, which was uh, <laughs> the last crossover they did in the series, and that's the cover I got. Because he was a recurring character in the original Marvel Star Wars comics. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Who coincidentally looks a lot like Bucky O'Hare. That's what I was thinking. I, I've yeah, never that's read what I was where thinking. the combination of, like, there's got to be some crossover there somewhere. But um, So that that's it for the Star Wars episode. Uh, this will be out fairly recent from when we're talking. There will be another episode after this of the, the regular podcast. We'll probably do more of these... Now that we're in summer movie season. Yeah. And um, with that as well, uh, because this is a Star Wars podcast, uh, I'm going to put the invite online. I encourage all of our listeners to pass this on. Uh, There's a Canadian in the Star Wars story group. His name is Pablo Hidalgo. Oh, yeah. And he is awesome. (laughs) He is one of us. He got his start in the Star Wars universe playing the West End Star Wars role-playing game. I saw his interview on the Star Wars show on YouTube. Yes. That's a great show. He's usually on it a fair amount that he answers questions and stuff like that. Also a big Transformers nerd, apparently. I started following him on Twitter. Pablo, if somebody passes this on to you, we would like to talk to you. Uh, we, we will figure out a way to do an interview with you from your home, I assume, somewhere in California. Um, you're, I know you're a, a, a good Canadian boy, so come on, give us some love. We're a Canadian podcast, and we need the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> in the, the meantime, Kevin, where could Pablo Hidalgo and everybody else get a hold of us? Well, there has been some uh, movement in our Facebook group lately. Thank you guys for posting there and any kind of uh, geek or nerd links that you see that you want to pass on. Our group on Facebook is a great place to do that. So that is uh, True North Nerds on Facebook. It's a closed group, secret group. Ask to join and we'll let you in. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Instagram at True North Nerds, and you can email us at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. All right. So for oh, Kevin. Wait. Oh, well, yes, right. Free Comic Book Day is coming up. It's the first weekend of May. Get out there, find your local comic book shop, go get some free stuff. There's usually something fun going on at our local comic shop at Big B here in Barrie. Oh, there, now you know where we are. If you didn't already. That's okay. No, we've told you um, There will be 501st Legion members at this year's event. So usually there's a Vader, some droids, yep. and some troopers, uh, other cosplayers. Uh, Snowhawk cosplay is going to be there. I'll even put a semi-invite out. If you are coming to Big B Comics in Barrie, uh, let us know via the Facebook group. Uh, we will come out and meet you there because we're going to be going regardless to do some shopping. But uh, <laughs> if if you want to meet up with us uh, ahead of time for a little bit, I have no problem meeting anybody who's actually listening to this show 
at the comic shop. I'm not inviting you to my house yet, though, guys. We <laughs> barely while, know each other. It's only been like 12 episodes. And while you're at Big B Comics, uh, make sure you grab a save the date for the Barry Public Library Comic Con, oh, which yes. will be held on September 23rd Yay. at the Barry Public Library downtown. Which Excellent. I will be doing a lecture at. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of awesome. There you go. So for Kevin, Ryan, and Jen, this is Brent saying, may the force be with you. And also with you. Set your phasers to succeed. been listening to the true north nerds recorded at the utility cupcake research kitchen reach the nerds on twitter at true north nerds on facebook under surprise true north nerds and you can reach them by email at true north nerds at gmail.com if you like the opening theme song it's called set your phasers to sexy by kirby crackle from the album sounds like you Please go to KirbyCrackleMusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. In my ear.